Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Zach, what's on your mind, man? Oh, man. <laughs> Let's just, no, I, we don't, if you don't got anything, we don't got to do I, that. I don't know that, that I feel like the Kentucky win over Notre Dame, our guy, Blake Wesley from up here, right? Hometown yeah. guy. All right. He, he came in saying he wanted to be the hometown hero and everything. That was his big, his big phrase when he was committing. And man, he fo- he followed through with that last night. Certainly, certainly last night. What game-winning shot? Basically, I don't know. I really don't know basically. what the stats were for the game. But game-winning right. shot, and the rebound outlet that clinched it. Right? Yeah. Or did it get kicked to him, and then he threw it ahead? I he, can't remember. Yeah, he, he, so I, I can't remember either if somebody else threw it ahead, and he might have got the rebound. But yeah, so he had the game-winning basket, and he had the the the, the game-clinching assist. So that's that's not a bad not a bad thirteen seconds. Yeah. It's not a bad 13 seconds. So, well, we're episode 99 of Courtside Indiana podcast. We, I don't know. We're trying to change up our opening a little bit versus just <laughs> talking about girls' soccer and teaching. That's right. Um, but uh, and that's on me to come up with these different openers. So, that's good. So, that's good. So, you came through in the clutch. That's awesome. Well, no, actually, seriously, episode 99, Courtside Indiana podcast. And Jim Reamer joined as always by with Zach Tyler. We're looking for Nick Baumgart to come on later. I don't know if he's going to be joining us while we're recording this segment or if we'll have a separate segment, but uh, hopefully later Zach will be able to join join us or join me and we can we can talk a little bit more in depth of the games that happened at Southport. Uh, just a full uh, front out, full out disclosure. I, I, I didn't stay for the final two games. So um, I went and watched one of my players play. Saturday night. So I just saw the first four games and, and that's it. So I probably the two best games of the, of the night of the day there I missed, although it was, it was good basketball. We can talk about some of that. If Zach, if you got some questions about some of the, the, the comings and goings, but sure. But first let's get us up to date on recruiting. All right. Um, light week again, um, AJ Dixon, he's a 2022 from Maryville, uh, super athletic kid does a lot of things well though he got an edison state offer that's a juco out of ohio um eric price off his solid game uh over the weekend down there with you at, uh what was that the sneakers one yeah right? brownsburg yep uh he's from gary 21st big guy he got a trinity christian offer that's an nai in chicago and then jalen harrelson from fisher's 2025 class got an iupui offer you know the, the Eric Price deal. Have you seen him? Uh, the any time that I had tried to see him in the past, he was either injured or not there, so okay. I have not seen him yet. He was in, he was pretty impressive against um, oh the the team out of Illinois, Tuscola, that had the guard that's going to Loyola. He he was impressive. Now they didn't have comparable size they did have a couple of six five kids that were pretty strong but but not not 
six nine, six ten, whatever he's listed at, and, and two sixty, whatever he weighs. I don't know, but he showed great hands. I, I honestly, and he had really good feel around the basket. I mean, I don't, and I don't know that he's he's got any stretchability to him. Uh, they didn't do much with him on the perimeter. It wasn't like they were running offense through him. Um, I, I, he might be a guy, depending on what his interest level is from schools, not, not necessarily just offers, but just schools that are, you know, calling, calling a school coach or, or, or talking to him either, you know, even directly. He, he might be a good post-grad, like extra year candidate. If he can just go somewhere, reshape his body a little bit. Sure. He had great hands. I, I think that was the thing we, we were most impressed with watching him play. Um, and I'm going to, I can't remember who the heck I was sitting with. Um, but he was, he was pretty impressive and wasn't like he was out. I mean, look, Ashton Williamson had a lot of command in that game, especially in the second, in the second quarter as, as the guard from Tuscla started to wear down. But as, as Gary 21st century's pressure started to get amped up, uh, Williamson really shined, but but I will say that Eric Scott was was pretty consistently good throughout the entire game. So uh, the Harrelson offer, that is, to me, that's a no brainer. He's he's definitely going to be at that level. I, I look, I he and Trent Sisley in that freshman class are two kids. I think most of us who have seen him play think they're high major prospects. Um, you just look at how hard he plays. You look at defensively just how far ahead he is than the vast majority of freshmen. And, and a lot of that's just off the ball. Um, and he is, he is physically capable. He's a, he's a very good defender on the ball. Uh, I think he's going to draw a lot of tough assignments this year as a freshman. And, but off the ball, he's, he's, um, he's been good. He's been good just from the early viewings, but, and, and if we haven't talked about it in the past, we, I know at one point we sort of speculate on what his age is. He's young for his grade. So let's just get that officially out there. And he actually messaged me on it, which I thought was, uh, was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely don't mind if people correcting me when I'm wrong on something or when either, you know, when either one of us are wrong on something, definitely. definitely. Um, you know, and I certainly like that he's, you know, he was listening or somebody was listening and told him, I don't know how that played out, but, but he was, um, he was, he was good. He was, you know, he's, you know, he's, he works hard. I know, you know, Garrett, the coach really loves him there at the, at Westfield or at Fisher. Sorry. And he's going to be, he's going to have a good career. He had nine points against Carmel. I don't know how that game went overall. I know it was kind of Carmel controlled the first half and then Westfield climbed back in. It took a lead and then Carmel sort of pulled it, pulled it away uh, toward the end. But it, it sounds like Harrelson did decently against them. And, it, and it, you know, Jeffrey Simmons was the focal point of their offense, or at least at least the productive point of their offense. But it, it doesn't sound like Harrelson was overwhelmed or, or, or um, you know, incapable of, of playing a, a game at that level. I mean, um, Fisher's just going to have a tough schedule. I think 90% of their games are going to be just like that. So, right. He's going to be pretty tested when the season's out. So, um, what was the other one? What was the other offer? Oh, Dixon. Yeah. Have you seen Maryville yet? 
We not this year, not yet. Not. I've lost track of what we've seen so far. Hell, yeah. I've lost track of what I've seen. <laughs> no, I haven't. But, I haven't been able to see them yet. Yeah, I, they're Maryville's improved, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the guard play is up. Uh, I mean, it seemed to be right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, there's something I think I think I'm going to see them when they're at Kokomo. Oh yeah, later in December. Yeah. Right? Are oh, they there for that? They're there for a holiday tournament, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I know. I mean, th- just thinking of other teams up in that area, I know I'll get to see Valpo. Maybe even a couple of times. So the odd thing is, I finally get to see South and Adams this year, but it may be a year too late, right? <laughs> yeah, they've got a couple of nice juniors. Do they? Good. They're, they're not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I should be at Kokomo most that day. So yeah. at least the first the first day. Well, anything else? I mean, sort. I mean, the recruiting stuff's gonna be pretty thin until we get, until we get, um, yeah, into April, right? Each week, it's gonna be sort of this slow trickle. Yeah. Especially as more, especially as colleges are gonna really, I think they're gonna. This will be an interesting year to see how much the transfer portal is used, if it causes another big spike, even above what what happened last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm also hoping that there's a the transfer date is May 1st, which would be you have to transfer before May 1st, before it's before you know, so you can without having to sit out a year. Anything after May 1st would be a year, would be like a normal transfer. So, <clears throat> but anyway, well, you you've got to you've got to be out quick, right? So we're just going to yeah. hop right into it, right? Yeah, so let's best, do this. best game, best team. We're going to add a little bit of a new feature this week. Last week we added. Uh, any freshmen or or maybe sophomores who came up that that weren't part of the varsity action last year as guys we can maybe chat about a little bit. And then we're going to have a new feature this week. I don't know if we have a title for it, if it's peculiar scores or scores that stand out to us. But but I think people will get the impression or figure it out when we get there. So you go ahead and start off. What was your best game of the week? Uh, unfortunately for me, I had a couple blowouts this week. I only, I only got out to two. Uh, but both ended up being ugly in the end, 30 points at least. Um, You're like the king of the running clock game. <laughs> I know. So I'm not sure what's going on with, with games up here. I think games I'm hoping to see good, good ones of in there, they turn out to not be so good. But um, I, I maybe I guess Tuesday night's game, I saw Mishawaka Marion play against Mishawaka if, yeah. if I had to pick one. That at least uh, probably would have been at least a good environment. Yeah. Uh, Mishawaka did bring some students over, so that was nice. And then the Marion students were obviously into the game too. So weeknight games can be tough student-wise. Uh, but, yeah, good atmosphere. Uh, Mishawaka, Marion's good again. <laughs> so, I mean, I can go right into the team also because I feel like I saw the couple of the top teams – this week in each of their classes. I mean, Chesterton, I had to look a couple times on Harold. They're not even ranked in, in 4A, which surprised me. Not that right. they, they're going to blow anybody out of the water. I mean, they did last night, but it would just surprise me that they were not ranked when I saw Chesterton when I was looking for I, them. But I got to think, we see, what did we do? What did I have them as? Um, I can't remember. We'll go ahead with your top team. Yeah, so, I'll I mean, get- I – Top team was 
was Chesterton. And then, I mean, my other, I'm just going to stay with the other game too. And my other top team was Marion. I mean, they're, they're very solid. They bring about everybody back from last year, except for a couple dudes, but that's, I mean, they're number one in three, a for a reason. So I got to see two of the top teams in each of their classes. I feel like uh, this week, Marion does their thing. They play the zone defense. They extend it full court. They make you make mistakes. They're all vet, they're the veteran players that know how to do the zone, know how to play the zone. They know how to play with each other. Um, Marion just played really well. They had a couple newer guys step up for them. Um, Deglin Sullivan's little brother, Paxson Sullivan, <clears throat> he's playing now. He's a freshman. I'll talk a little bit about him later. But, but Marion, they're pretty tough again. Be interesting to see how they do coming up in some of these holiday tournaments. Well, and they've and I think they've even upped their schedule a little bit this year too. So, yeah, they have um, they have a few indie area teams this year, and I know that's not the only the only telltale the only telltale of uh, up in your schedule. But uh, let's let's get to that real quick here. Yeah, they they play Cathedral. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, there you and go. They they just got they just played Fort Wayne South. Not that that's a huge win, but still that's a four a school and they went over and beat them at Fort Wayne. I'm sorry. That was at Mishawaka here. Sorry. I mean, they're at Westfield. <laughs> yep. There, I missed that on, the eight, one, yeah. on the 18th. I'll be out of town for that one. That stinks. Um, and then yeah. that's it. I mean, they've been the Next cathedral Saturday. one and then that's, that's it. Yeah. Then, they, but then they've got Culver Academy, which I assume they play kind of every year maybe. And, and it's and then they'll have South Bend St. Joe at the end of the year. So it's it's not it's not an easy schedule, but they play Penn every year. Um, you know, so it's not not an easy schedule by any stretch of imagination. So yeah. John Glenn's undefeated and they play their conference game. So that is a good non three A or non four A conference. Right? The teams that are in that conference. Yeah. Uh Clay's not that great, but other than that, yeah. I mean, St. Joe's, New, Glenn, Penn, Marion. New Prairie is pretty bad this year. You know, Washington kind of every seems like every three or four years they're decent. Um, Elkhart's kind of off to a rough start. I don't, I don't think we anticipated that, did we? Yeah, I, I saw them last night get whooped by Chesterton, and yeah, it wasn't. It was weird. Just yeah, Elkhart I mean, was just just odd. anecdotally, you would think one year after a one year after a consolidation, they would still have like that cycle of talent of kids that. And it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. So. Well, getting caught up my best game of the week. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, See, I didn't, and I didn't stay for the final two games yesterday, or I'm pretty sure that cathedral, that Westfield Homestead game would have been the best game of the week. So I can't count that, I guess. Um, can't count games that I didn't see. Is that what we're, is that what we're doing? Um, yeah, no, we can't do that. I know. Right. I'm the <laughs> um, I don't know. I think my, the best game I saw the week was, was probably certainly the most exciting game I saw the week and, and the most competitive game that was, was Beach Grove and Decatur Central on Tuesday. And, you know, it was definitely, there were stretches where it was pretty, especially in the first half, where it was kind of ugly. Um, I mean, it was very both teams pressing, both teams trapping, both teams, you know, scrambling in the half court. Um, 
we, the, the, the first half was a lot of turnovers, a lot of four shots. Second half kind of kind of settled in a little bit, but the pace was still there. I mean, definitely wasn't as frantic, but but it was still teams, both teams still trying to get up and down the court. It's just they were a little bit more effective doing it. Um, ended up being a three-point game or a five-point game. Decatur Central ended up winning by winning 72, I think 72 to 69 or 72 to 67. I can't remember what that score was. So, um, but, um, you know, that was, that was probably my, my favorite game of the week. My best team of the week. Um, God, can I just pick like a half? <laughs> sure. Anything goes. Um, Let's see. I saw what five games on Saturday. I mean, I think my, my best team of the week was the second half Carmel team. <laughs> um, they they started to look like that game. They were putting some things together, uh, getting getting some guys to step up that that I I think need to step up. I mean, that basically is talking about Sam Orm and and Charlie Williams. Even though Charlie battled foul trouble again, um, he was definitely more assertive. And, and Orm really, really came on and had a great second half. Actually, he started to be a little bit more aggressive midway through the second quarter. But, you know, Suter was Suter. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a little bit of a cough. So, <laughs> hoping it's just the cold. We'll see, what, we'll yeah. see how I feel in the morning. But um, the, uh, the, the one thing that – look, Pete – on Carmel's schedule, and that includes the section, that includes the state tournament. Pete's not going to be able to do it all. He's going to have to have guys that that play with confidence. You have to have guys that step up and play up to their talent level. And they had some kids up to now that, that haven't done that consistently. And I don't know that one game makes it consistent. Um, I, I can tell you that looking at the box score from Fishers, even though you, you're just looking at stats at that point, a game that I didn't see, you know, you definitely didn't see some of the guys that stepped up have big games against Fishers. That doesn't mean they didn't have good games. That just means they didn't, you know, they maybe didn't score. Although I think Charlie was was pretty productive, was decently productive in, a, in what was an otherwise low scoring game. But but Pete, you know, Pete's been pretty impressive this week. So or this year, he's done what he's supposed to do, and now the, you know the other guys really have to step into it. And I think that they're. Um, I know they were, they were definitely trying some different things offensively that uh, to utilize mismatches and to try and create isolation situations for, for certain individuals, Pete being among them. Um, but I also think it's impacted their, it impacted their spacing. And so what you saw there against Noblesville was them going back to mostly, mostly motion. And it, it, it paid off once guys started getting just a little bit more confidence. Once they started seeing this, the, the driving gaps, uh, they 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 took advantage of it and exploited it. I mean, you had Orm had double figures. Charlie Williams was right there. Jared Bonds had double figures. Um, you know, Burke Weldy, who hit two shots, two first half baskets against Homestead, he hit a couple of shots because he, he, you know, he's a senior. He's he's a senior that hasn't had a whole lot of playing time up to now, and he's it's just sort of like he doesn't give a shit mode right now, you know. And they've they've had guys like that that have just been like, look, this is my last go around. I'm going to be a guy who steps into any shot I can get. And Burke's been that kid so far. Um, I thought Bonds played really well, especially in the second half. Now, at that point, Carmel was in control. 
Um, and he, he did sort of have a, a younger guy on him. Noblesville had been battling some foul trouble, but he, you know what he did? He, he had the matchup and he took advantage of it. And that's, that's not to be overlooked. And, you know, he has to be guarded by somebody good because he will be aggressive when he sees, when he feels like he has a mismatch. And he did. Um, I don't know if he started Saturday, if, if Coach Osborne cha- made any changes there, but, but I thought maybe he played his way into more time. I'm not even sure he played Saturday night. Um, it only showed that Carmel played five guys on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> and it showed that, and it did show, I, I, you think I probably could have sent out a text and gotten an answer, but, and it did show a couple guys on Fishers that, that uh, played but didn't score, like didn't have any score, like didn't shoot. or So I don't know if Carmel didn't just played five guys or, or what, but, um, but a good weekend for them. They went 2-0 against two sectional teams, against two, two rivals, two county rivals. Um, and they're, uh, they're, you know, the Carmel Noblesville rival, it doesn't matter how good either one of them are. It's always – a contested game and Noblesville was really playing well in the first half until about the final two minutes, three minutes, Carmel started to stretch it out a little bit and then just had it erupted in the first half of the third quarter. And even though Noblesville cut it down to 12, Carmel never really looked back. So they're, they're my team of the week. So, or at least my, the best team that I, the games I saw. Who was the best player you saw this week or the best performance? Um, I'm sticking with that Marion game, and I'm going to say Deglin Sullivan. Ah, he's a junior. He's, he's a junior. Oh, no, 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 different. Yes, you're right. No, you're right. My fault. You're can right. I go no. with Deglin? I can go yeah, with Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're okay. right. I was thinking young guy. I'm trying to think who my young no. guy is going to be. Then no, you pull yeah. out Deglin, and my brain skipped the beat. So, no, you're good. Go, Deglin Sullivan. Good, yeah. good choice. Filled it up, scored in every quarter, um, added some rebounds and assists, a couple steals, obviously. Goes 100% every time. Love his game. Definitely could be a good crossroads guy for a Catholic school, obviously. Um, but he had 22. You don't, don't got to be Catholic, does it? Well, he had yeah. His choice, probably. But. I think I think that's probably the route he'd go. But he's just a dude that can do it all for you at the guard spot. He could probably play either guard spot at the next level. He shoots it well enough. Um He's just a high motor guy. You know what you're going to get out of him every time. And he's so tough to guard too. Uh, it comes off screens. Well, cuts hard. Well, gets to the basket. Well, I, he just played so hard Tuesday night and he, I feel like he's on a mission this year. Uh, even though it's only his junior season that he's just going to take control of games if he has to. And he did on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, my player of the week, or my not player of the week, but my my top performer of the games I saw, I'm going to go kind of be a little bit of a homer here with a kid that I coached, Dylan Moles at Greenfield Central. He was really good against Speedway. Um, the just the way he controlled the the game offensively, especially and, and defensively, they were they have a good team. Their their issue is going to be size. Greenfield, they're going to they're going to have struggle against teams that have legitimate size um, and not even, I mean, teams that have like normal high school size will could give them fits if, if, if those bigger kids can re, if are good rebounders, but, but they have an abundance of perimeter players and he, he's their point. He had an outstanding scoring game. 
Um, he didn't hit. He hit two threes for the night. They both came late, you know, later in the game when it was kind of decided. So it wasn't maybe one of his best shooting games from the three point line, which is something he's he's specifically known for. Um, but he is he was relentless getting to the rim. He found people. Um, he was um, he was you know he just he was good defensively. He rebounded. I think he had five rebounds this, in this game. I mean that's you know when you're the point and. I mean, he's he's basically their tallest starter at at six two six three. He's listed six three. We'll we'll see. He, he might be six <laughs> two, um, but you know he was he was really good. And defensively, he did he did an outstanding job. They do they do zone about half the game, um, so there's some of that. But he he mans the baseline back there, and then he rebounds like he's supposed to in that position. So, um, so yeah, Dylan going to go with Moles for my. Uh, top player performance and um i think i'm going to stick with that game when it comes to young guys uh braylon braylon mullins a freshman that starts for them i don't remember i don't know what his final stats were but he probably had the neighborhood of 15 16 points um against speedway and he is six three six four wing who's maybe not as athletic as what his dad was. His dad, Josh, graduated in 99, played on some really good Greenfield Central teams uh, with, with the uh, John Hamilton Jr. With, um, with uh, those two guys together were really good. And, um, you know, Braylon has been sort of – they've sort of speculated what he's going to bring to the program. And him and – he you know, he was fantastic against Speedway. You know, he rebounds pretty well too. Now, he is thin. Um, he's, he's going to have to get stronger. I mean, he's, and you look at him and, you know, the first thing you think is maybe he still has some growing to do. Um, but, but he's got a nice bounce to his game. He elevates well in his jump shot. Um, you know, he could put the ball on the floor. He's not quite the playmaker yet, at least at this level, you know, at least at the varsity level, he's not, but he is, um, you know, he's definitely a kid that I think as he learns to drive closeouts better, um, or not better, but but um, harder, you know, and, and just think he has to attack. And and, and as the, the path to the rim gets sort of choked up on him because I think teams will figure out quickly that he can get to the rim and finish. I think then it'll be curious to see if his next step is to find people. Um, there, there are some stuff that they do um, where they specifically make read, they have specific reads that he is good at. Um, so it's not like he doesn't see the things he's supposed to see, but um, he's definitely looking to score, and he's definitely capable of doing that. He'll have some big games this year for them. He'll also probably have a couple games where he gets like you know five or six points. Um, but you're you're going to bet he's going to be the second guy on their scouting list, their scouting report as, as that gets passed around this season. So, so Braylon Mullins is definitely a freshman to keep an eye on. Who who is your young guy? I'm sticking with that same game. Um, All right. I mentioned his name a little earlier. It's Deglin's little brother, Paxson Sullivan. He's a freshman, uh, strictly varsity kid. Uh, he's about 5'10". Deglin's about 6'1", maybe 6 foot. So maybe he'll grow another inch or two. But, but Paxson came in, uh, wasn't scared, didn't back down, nothing from any of these guys. He felt – looked like he was – in control the whole time he played. He didn't play a ton of minutes, but he played. And when he did, it, it, he played hard, played solid defensively. Um, let me see. Did he score? 
Yeah, he had he had seven five seven points. Uh, took a couple outside shots, but those didn't fall for him. So he scored at the rim, had a nice and one during the game that got the crowd going. Um, Paxson Sullivan is going to be a tough kid coming up for the Knights in the future. Good. So what we're doing with this next one, any scores, any, any outcomes that stood out to you? Uh, it doesn't have to be like what I'm going to draw on. It can be just a single game. Any surprises, good or bad, um, <laughs> you know, or it could be any combination of surprises. That's kind of where I'm going with it. So any, any scores this week? And I'm thinking more of games. Specifically, I'm thinking more of games that, that we didn't see. Right. Um, you know, that gives us some speculation, some speculative time to, to talk about other teams. Um, versus the stuff that we do see. But anything that surprised you among the stuff that you didn't see? Uh, I had a couple things that I kind of yeah. – one was an oh, my, that you kind of discussed, like what in the world's going on there. Uh, when, when I saw Penn beat New Prairie 104 to 33, Ouch. Uh, that kind of shocked me. I, I know Penn's really tough. I've seen him already, and I, it, it, that's just a, not a great score to end up with at the end of the night. But, but the no. other one – yeah. Uh, but but the one that was more surprising to me was that uh, Culver Academy lost to Lafayette Central Catholic. Uh, okay, I haven't seen them yet. Obviously, that Lafayette's a couple hour drive for me, but uh, that one just kind of surprised me because I've seen Culver already this year. They're pretty tough. That was down there, uh, so I'm I, that makes a little bit of a difference. I know that gym's kind of tight, and tough to play, and if the crowd's good, but. Uh, they have a Barrett kid still there. Or yeah. No? yeah, they do. Oh yeah. Of course. Uh, so that one just kind of surprised. It was only a two point loss. I'm not sure how it happened or anything, but that one just kind of surprised me. Well, if we think Blackhawk is good, then, you know, LCC gave Blackhawk a good game at Blackhawk. Yep. yep. Uh, there, there are only two losses so far this year. Lafayette Harrison, who's and nothing else is physical and, and strong. I mean, they're going to be, you know, they've got, Henderson and, and they've got the younger Walters brother. Um, and then they've, they've got uh, Jonah. Um, um, Lucas. Yeah. Luke, uh, yeah. Gosh, dang it. Sorry. Perel's son. How do I know? How do I know his dad? But then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can't get his last name right. But, um, but yeah, so he, that's what's going on for them. They, so they're, they look like a typical central Catholic team that we remember, you know, when they had that run, that string of sectional wins where they were yeah. basically, didn't matter how many games they lost. It's because the teams they lost to were all three and four, eight teams and nowhere near uh, the teams they were going to face, you know, in terms of, and, and, you know, come tournament time. So, right. Right. Um, doesn't mean they haven't come across some really good one, eight teams along the way, but, but it's just game in game out. It's not the same test. So their schedule definitely prepares them. If ever a one, eight team schedules up, it's them. Yep. So they, they, they play everybody. They, they come down, they play Garen Catholic. I know in the, in the past they played Cathedral. Here's Nick Baumgart now joining us, although he's on mute. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's not – so, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, and, you know, if you don't think of it in those terms, then I'd understand. I don't know, I don't know what else Culver has besides the, the two guys we like, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, they have three. Three, okay. So clearly I'm missing somebody. Hey, sorry. No, you're good. Nick, I texted you. It was like seven-ish, oh, I thought. That we weren't like on a hard deadline. Sorry. Hi, Zach. How are you, sir? 
Hey, good, no, we weren't. We weren't on a hard deadline. Actually, Zach and I were just doing some quick stuff here because Zach's got to get out. So, um, so basically, Zach, my peculiar score of the week was. It really was a combination of things. First of all, it was Anderson beating Tech, which that's not – that was one of those deals where you look and you think – if and, look, Anderson's off to a good start this year, and, and if they're going to – if they can beat Tech, you know, basically two undefeated teams, although it was at Anderson, if they can beat Tech, then that's, that's a really good win for them. You know, just like, you know, beating – not that beating Anderson for Tech wouldn't be a good win, but, but Tech's already got a couple of good wins under their belt. And, and Anderson would look for that signature win. So they go and they get that signature win against Tech. And then they turn around and get beat by Noblesville. Now, look, Noblesville, if you don't turn them over and they, you know, and they, get, they get good looks, they're, they're going to beat you. And because they've got they, – Noblesville starts four guards. They have two bigger – they have one big kid specifically who is definitely physical and will compete. And they've got a couple of other bodies they can throw in there too who are physical and will compete. Who just aren't as big? Um, yeah, really good coach. Yeah, and McClellan does a good job. So I mean, you know, you, you look at Anderson from the standpoint of, okay, so Tech's a really good win, and they turn around and you know they just I, look. At, I think Nobles was going to be probably better than a lot of teams, you know, than a lot of us, you know, a lot of people think. Um, and they lost their best player from last year to graduation. And they, but they've got some other kids stepping up and, you know, playing different roles in their new coach. So, um, but still, if you're Anderson, you got to be riding high after beating Tech and you're thinking, okay, cool. You know, here was a Noblesville team that I think was coming in. Um, let's see real quick what they were coming in as. I think Noblesville at that point were. Nobody's, nobody's talking about them, like on the state's team. Like, you know, like not that. Well, Noblesville, yeah, I was going to say Noblesville came in one and three. Yeah. Their their third leading scorer was not did not play this weekend, um, and unsure as to when he will be back. Um, but you know, and they had a they had a tough game against Carmel the night before, and they come out and they respond. So, you know, Noblesville loses <laughs> at Carmel, and then comes in playing at, goes to Anderson who who comes in riding a high, and then then beats them on the road. So. I, I guess we can great. we can love Noblesville. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, so, it wouldn't happen in football. You would just not. Ha- I mean, most of the time, well, you, the best wins. Well, and you wouldn't play back to back games, you know, in football either. So, you know, and and unless you're in a conference like you know Mick or HCC, where a lot of the teams are really good, balanced. But yeah, you're not going to have definitely proximity. You're not going to have that just because football they just play once a week, but. Um, I mean, you know, Noblesville's great sport. It's so yeah, much Noble's, style. No, Noblesville's match up. I mean, they're going to be they're going to have a competitive year, um, and they, but they may be a year away. They're, I mean, they they start four underclassmen basically, and four really good guards. Now the question is going to be is what what size do they are they able to put on the floor? Um, especially when, when they do have a little foul trouble like they did against Carmel. Basically, both bigs in the Carmel game were foul trouble. So, but anyway. I see they only lost I, LN by six. Was that was it closer than that ever? or It was definitely closer than that. The, the, okay. the issue there is, is that LN didn't have CJ gone. So, uh, okay. you know, if you're going to beat LN this year, you, you got to beat them early. Um, what game was that? That was the first game at Noblesville versus LN. Okay. So, um 
anyway, but yeah, I mean that, yeah, it was, that was a tight game until the very end. Then they turned around two days later, three days later and obliterated Columbus East, which is what they should do. In the Fishers game, you figured Fishers may be on papers a little better just because they have a better, they have a more complete mix of size and guards, but Noblesville beating Anderson is not, is I wouldn't say is necessarily an upset other than the fact that Anderson was really off, off to a really good start. Noblesville was one and three and Anderson comes in riding a high, you know, now you, you can obviously turn around and say, look, a bunch of 17 year olds having an emotional letdown the night after a big win is, you know, pretty common. Right. Right. But, um, um, no, it just was peculiar how those two things sort of flip-flopped. So, and, I mean, they turn around. They turn around and get Westfield next Friday, so that'll be interesting too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. All right, Zach. Well, is that all you had? Is that you? You gotta yep. go. Yeah, okay, I gotta cool. bounce. All right, Nick and I are going to talk a little bit about Southport. Hey, awesome. Zach. Yeah. Who'd you really like? Who'd you like this weekend? You saw Chesterton and Marion. Mishawaka well, Marion. You know what you should tell Nick? Nick, listen to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the first half hour of the podcast. Chesterton should be a ranked team in Florida. Yeah. I usually always do. I'm just, I was just curious. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I should know what teams you like. All right, Zach. Hey, have a good week, bud. All right. See you guys. Right, we'll see you. Later, dude. Yeah, he basically he had a time, he had a dead stop at a certain time tonight. So we were wanting to get in before that. So you, you coming in late, if you hadn't come in late, I would just was going to record a separate segment segment with you. So let's me and you talk about Southport. Did you watch the games? I, did, I watch a lot of, I watched some of the Westfield game. Um, there you go. That's, that's what, that's what matters most because I did not watch the last two games. Um, in, in a well, large part, I've, I've already seen Homestead. I went and watched one of my guys play. I, I will definitely see Westfield. Homestead and Cathedral play uh, multiple times more this year, including Homestead versus Cathedral at Newcastle. So um, get to see those guys play each other. So hang on, I'm gonna have to look. Don't don't get like too specific on it because I didn't. To be honest, I went out and watched um, Dunham, and so I had it on my phone. Okay. So I was just kind of you know paying attention to scores more than anything. So I mean. Well, what, what, any general impressions from like, I mean, statistically, Braden Smith had a better game. Um, you know, but Westfield's struggles with size and Homestead's got a lot of size. Um, you know, they've got, they've got length at every position and they can really go big when they've got both leapers out there. And that's, you know, that's a common rotation for them. So, um, get any feel for you get any feel for uh, how that game went well you know <laughs> the, you, you're talking yeah the just that, that the game. Game. well I mean look this this the, the first two games were close the Southport game and the Heritage Christian game two teams looking for their first win um, it went back and forth. And then finally in the end, Dantzler made two or three plays. Keon Miller did too, where he made definitely one play in the final stretch. Keon Miller had a good game overall. Dantzler was in foul trouble the whole game. So when he finally gets any traction whatsoever, he's able to come out, you know, late in the game and make, make 
like I said, three really big plays, two baskets and an assist. Um, you know, Colvin had good moments, definitely showed his athleticism and his abilities. Um, but, you know, they just – they struggle with him. They struggle when he just completely goes ISO mode. And there was no lapse in their production when he was out of the game. He had – I think he had a little bit of a foul issue, but then, you know, Coach Wallace pretty much rotates him in and out. Normally, it's not like he plays the whole game. So no, – Nobody nobody ever denies his ability, like his raw ability. Right. right? You know, and if you're playing one-on-one, if it was one-on-one, it would, it would be scary. Yeah, well <laughs> – but yeah, except, except that happened in the top 100 where he went against Imes and um, Imes was the better on that day. But my, um, right, but my point is just in, in, in any game, okay? In, right. In, it's a team thing, and, and and that's been kind of I wouldn't say a knock. I don't know. It sounds negative, right? No, it's, it's a knock. I mean, it's it's a constructive criticism, and if and if we can't do that, then there's there's no there's no improving he's with the ball near the ball he's good yeah away from the ball he's he's got a lot of work both 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 sides of the ball um yeah just just got to figure out i mean you know he knows himself better than i i'm not going to be uh an armchair quarterback into his life to tell him exactly how he needs to do it but not, you know you know, does he want to win or does he want to just show everybody incredibly amazing? But they, they played differently when he was off the floor and it was not ineffective. It was, you know, I don't know what the actual plus minus was. It doesn't matter for one game, but but there was no re, there was no lapse in competitiveness in terms of the scoreboard. So the second game was uh, – <coughs> People have to forgive me. I, I already said earlier I got a cold or I got a cough. We'll see what that is later. Um, it's kind of getting worse as the show goes on. But, um, you know, the second game was um, – I don't know if we can look at it now. I forget. It was – oh, or no, it was um, Franklin Central and Bloomington North. You know, just a, a vastly different game. Two teams that really execute well, although I'm sure both coaches feel like they could do better in both, you know. In, in that area, but two teams that execute extremely well, two teams that have stars that that um, that play within, you know, a concept where the, the ball doesn't completely gravitate around them. You know, I thought J.Q. Roberts is, you know, ultimately Bloomington North has more weapons, um, especially because they have the size in J.Q. Um, and they pulled away late, basically, to, to beat Franklin Central. But but Franklin Central has a style of play, motion wise, that I'm certainly you know I'm certainly keen toward. And you know, Lina Brooks had a had a really good stretch of play, and um, you know, and then uh, I'm going to make sure I get his last name right. Uh, Rynell Eccles, the senior for Lord, for Franklin Central, was was good as well. And came away really impressed. And, you know, and then, you know, you get stuff like, you know, Bryce Hoover, who's a really good outside shooter, is a kid that is finally maturing physically. You know, he was able to make some big plays. But then, you know, at the end of it all, it was just Bloomington North was just kind of too much for him. And it wasn't like it was – it, it wasn't like – it was definitely wasn't a dominating performance, but it was definitely a performance that 
at the end they were able to to get secure a lead and and kind of just Franklin Central couldn't get back over the hump. I mean, it ended up being like a four point game, but then there was a stretch there where Lawrence North or where Bloomington North, you know, scored three or four straight possessions late. That kind of changed the outcome of that game. So that's that's exactly the kind of game that Bloomington North's going to win. You know, they're yeah, they're not going to. Have- I mean, sure, they're going to have stretches where they're going to play well, but they're just so. I mean, it's a. They just kind of oh. lay on you, you know. They're kind of heavy, like Claber. Uh, I mean, down to um, um, to JQ. I mean, right? just well, they've so got good and physical. They're just so they just lay on, you know. And just, they, they play hard, you know. You know, Marco yeah. Fitch. Marco mm-hmm. Fitch plays really hard, and well, while Hoffman, Hoffman is. <clears throat> Not physically imposing. <laughs> he's he's a good shooter, and he he gets you know he's always prepared to shoot. And then I, I like the younger Vincent brother. I like the younger Vincent that's coming through. That's coming up. He doesn't start for him, um, but he's he plays a lot, and he, he was effective. He had a really nice tip in at one point, um, and you know he's going to be a player for them. Um, it's hard to keep him out of the lineup, I think. Yeah, the third game the, the, was a blowout. That kind of went the way I thought it would go. Central Noble is just – I mean, Bar Reeve, you can tell that they just – they got a lot of kids that, that – I don't know, I'm, I'm being prejudicial when I say this. They got a lot of kids that don't look like they hit the weight room on a consistent basis. And Center, Central Noble was way more physical than they were at every position. And it was clear early on that Central Noble – was getting what they get easier than what Bar Reeve was getting. And not and not just in terms of score, like even when the game was tight, Central Noble was scoring way more easily than Bar Reeve was. Um, and I don't think Central Noble's the type of team that's gonna go out and create a lot of turnovers. So I mean Bar Reeve was able to sort of hang around there early going, but a lot of their offense became everything had to go through Hagen Knapp and that just wasn't going to be successful, you know, on a grand scale. And then when, when finally, when guard and like there was a stretch early where, where the season was going well, then there was a stretch where guard was going well. And then when they both were getting going, it was, it was done. And, and I, and they got great play out of Connor lemons. They got good play out of, um, and, or, um, uh, shoot, uh, Jackson Andrews, you know, they, they Lemon was really good at running their offense, and, and that, of course, frees up a Siegen to, you know, to come off screens and, and to do what he does best. But uh, they tore that game open in the third quarter, and, you know, they never looked back. And it was, it was pretty impressive. I don't know what overall what their bench looks like, um, but they, they do have a couple of kids that came off the bench and hit shots, but I don't know overall how that, you know, what that translates to in bigger games. So... Well, I think um, I think at a two way level, they're built really well. You yeah. know, they, and I don't think they're going to get. I don't think coach. I don't think coach Bodie's going to get real deep in March. I mean, I think you know, obviously Connor's not coming out. Um, but you got uh, several seniors there, and you know, down to to Jackson Andrews, and and I just um, I think they're really built really well, I and mean, they have you know big time shot maker. 
Um, and and at the one A level, I mean, I mean, Bar Reef's still going to be good. I mean, they they got a win over Wilmington South so far this year. Um, and you look at um, you look at what they're going to have to do at the one A level. They're still going to be one of the better one A teams, but they're way more vulnerable than what they've been in the past. And as tight as those games have been between Lagodi and them and North Davies, I mean, I. I Obviously, those three teams are still going to be a presence in March, and they all come out of the same sectional. So it's it's like the sectional eight and sectional ten of one A, basically, is that one. And they um, they're going to you know they're they're going to be effective. And Hagen Nepp at that level is going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams because he just struggled with the fact that he wasn't the 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 better athlete or the or the bigger player in the matchup, and they basically guarded him with uh, – um, look it up. Hold on one second. Sorry. be nice if I had a voice. Um, uh, they basically guarded him with Ryan Schroeder, but then always had um, Logan Gard nearby. Like, Gard was guarding no one. That's probably a little bit of an embellishment, but, but, but basically Gard was just sort of hanging out in the paint just in yep. case for those possessions when Nett posted. And sure enough, when Nep got those touches, Nep had to hit a really hard shot. And that's what I meant in the very beginning of this, is that the way the way that um, the way Bar Reeves scored was a lot more difficult than the way Central Noble was scoring. So Yeah, it was kind of um, what, what Coach Cruz used to call the monster. You would call the monster if you're just playing off somebody and just put them right in the middle. And you know, I think you have to uh that guy's got to scream. That guy's got to take, be able to take the ball and just, and just go right at the basket. Um, make them pay a little bit for this. Um, obviously not going to be able to shoot. Uh, I mean, Barreve lost two generational talents from their program and they're one of the cool, right? And not dumb yeah. Well, you, and they miss, you really miss, even though Graver wasn't, Great. even though Grayson wasn't. Graber wasn't a big scorer. He was definitely, you know, the straw that stirred that drink. He's the one that got hope the ball. He's the one that allowed Nep to run free and, and you know use screens. Nep has to do a lot with this group, and he you know and he's capable within a certain level of competition. But but he is um, he just physically was there's just for too many people up against him. You know, and I think it's, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know this, just, but. You know, he he came out of the Terre Haute South game with an ankle. So. Oh, Nep did. Well, you know, and, and he was good against Carmel last year. You know, he proved he belonged on the court. Of course, Hope was really good. And, and Graber was decent, but then Graber really struggled when the pressure got extended. Um, but that was a lot of backline length of guys like Orm and, you know, and as Carmel – you know, could bring in a couple six five guys off the bench last year. That's what bothered Barreep. <clears throat> this year they don't have the kind of bodies that they can rely on to overwhelm people. And Central Noble was definitely able to take advantage of that. But I mean, but look, Central Noble is one of the you know probably one of the top two or three two A teams, and they're they're that's what we thought going in, right? You and I both when we did the previews. Yeah. And they're, they're playing up to it. So 
Look, you know who big winner from yesterday? Biggest winner? Uh, Grace. Grace Collins. Oh, why? Because had, what if Hagen goes out yesterday and has 35 um, and beats Central Noble and, you know. Um, well, there's not. Thompson I mean, is starting to, you know, Thompson is starting to get some Christian division. I want him to go wherever he's wanted and, and he can succeed. And so I'm not I'm not turning anything off, but I'm just saying Grace is um, – they've made him a priority. I mean, they've loved him from day one, and so – well, I they think he's got it. I think he has I'm to not show though. Go there. I'm just saying it's a chance. <clears throat> I think he has to show though that he can do it on a you know against that level of competition. I mean, let's as good as Sejan is, he's not the kind of overwhelming athlete that's no. going to change your mind about who who Hagen Nepp can produce against at, at the college level. So no, but but I'm just saying. No, no offense to Con- Connor, guy. I just Connor kind of got thrown on the bus there, but, but I mean, look, Con- I mean, Connor's Connor's going to have to improve defensively to, to compete in the Big Ten, as I mean, most kids do. But I mean, that's definitely the one thing that's going to be the question mark is what can he guard? Um, you got to guard every day in practice, and that's that's the yeah. And he's, and he's going up against some pretty good. I mean, there's nobody on Central Noble that's no. There's not enough on Central Noble. I mean, I think the the game he had against Carmel was probably the the better play. But um, here's the thing about Hagen: you you said it. You know, he wasn't the better best athlete. Um, and um, funny, I got a text that was kind of interesting. We'll talk about it later, but he wasn't a better athlete. And last year, you know, he had pieces. And in college, you have pieces. You know, you got guys that can do other things, you know, can can can, can get their own shot. Well, and he's <clears> – <throat> I think he'll be most successful at a level where he can play the three, and he can be no better or no worse than the third option. Because I think he relies a lot on space – and, and being herky-jerky and being – I mean, he hit, he did hit some tough shots. Um, and he's, he's got a lot of – he's got a lot of tr- – he's got a lot of tricks in his bag, that's for sure. So, but moving on, the, the Zionsville Addicts game, I was surprised that – I think there were times where – I think it was basically Addicts' quickness making everything anywhere near the paint tough, difficult, scrappy. Um, the ability to get downhill a lot. Um, I was I was kind of surprised they were able to hang with Zions. Well, not that I thought Zions would blow them away, but I thought it would maybe be like a ten point game. And and um, you know, kudos to some of those guys for Attic stepping up because I mean, Zionsville just never never plays a rotation where they're not big. I mean, even when they, you know, even when they they sub out Isaiah Davis or or you know, Richard, they bring in, Richard, they bring in um, McClinsky. Rehart. Rehart. He was, you know, he, was, he only lives 10 minutes away from me. I think I'd know. Yeah, how to I, well, I just don't want you to catch one at, you know, while you're at a career. Right. Well, we, no, we Not do. Look, it's been four years and it took me three and a half years to pronounce uh, Kakalia's name right. You know, now that we know it's Kakalia, we can say a lot easier than Kakalia, but 
Hey, ha- but, hell hath no fury like uh, saying a uh, kid's oh, name, spelling the kid's name wrong. Oh no, they've been great. No, shoot for for what eighteen months of podcasting, they've been saying it wrong. They've never said anything. They should. And, and his brothers D- DMs us a lot, saying, "Hey, nice article. Thanks for this. Thanks for that." Sends us information. Basically, communicates with Zach whenever Zach needs something. At no point do we ever we were ever told it was pronounced wrong, until I finally asked Cleo the fall league because they, they won they won the championship in the fall league and i finally said you know i said I'm, I'm pretty sure i've screwed your name up many times but tell me just tell me how it's pronounced like cackley i'm like i've never said it like that so you know clearly i don't know the hell no they're good but, people it, it, it's you know but they should have still said and, you know. they, that's and that's fine yeah we talked a little bit about harrelson kind of screwing up his age a little bit or speculating that maybe he was held back and he himself reached out to me and said, "No, not only am I not not only am I in the, the grade oh, yeah. I've been in my whole life, but I'm young." I'm like, "Wow, cool." Um, no, it's but when Klinsky, when he comes in, he's I mean, he's not he's six three, but he's a very tough defender. He's a very hardworking kid, and and so it's not like they lose a ton when he when Davis or, or Rehar are out. Um, and and if they want, they can even you know they can still bring in. I I would. I tend to think Nash Wagner should maybe play a little bit more for Zionsville. So, um, cause that's a nice, big, strong body as well. Right. But, you know, I was at the point at six, four, there's Zionsville's just got kind of size in every position. And, and, you know, it was addicts had a lot, had a lot of length to contend with and they combat it with quickness and, and they scrapped and, and they were good. And Ed and, Thomas but, was good. Ed Thomas picks up, you know, every night. Yeah. Yeah, the best offensive player, and I thought, like against Carmel, he had some big shots too. Um, early, yeah, he early he, uh, later he didn't really shoot much after that, but no, he did hit no. some shots early when nobody else was really hitting. He knows, he knows it's he knows, like, it's not a knock at all. Like it's not. I mean, at a, at a time when Zionsville was struggling to score, he was the one scoring. So, um, but Zionsville's undefeated, so they're they're kicking it. They're doing well. So you didn't really get a chance to watch Westfield versus Homestead. No, so I went out. To, I had it on. I was out at day. Or I was at Evansville Christian watching day school play. Um, Josiah Dunham, Tyler Meyer matchup. Um, wasn't much of a matchup, but anyway, I was talking to Coach. Uh, well, Wildman. so let's talk. Let's talk about that. Then, how did those guys do? Well, so you know you've got. <laughs> I'll read to you just real quick. Um, Tyler Meyer is an interesting kid for – he plays so hard, like just so, so hard. Um, and he's a really good, really good scorer. So, so far this year he's scored 39, 45, 34, 38, 33, and 35 for an average of 37.3. So he's averaging 37.3 at 1A day school, and they're really – they're not good. Right, um, as good as Tyler is, I and mean, Tyler had <clears throat> the other day against uh, North Davies with one assist, uh, and the team had forty-one points. So, you know, it's just it's well to what I commented. I just it seems miserable for him because all he's doing is is running everywhere, right? Chasing everywhere, and when he gets an opening, he, he you know he takes the shot and. He, he does as, as good as, as one could expect, right? And then he's, he's got to play defense on Josiah. Um, so it was tough. It was a really, really tough ask of him. And, you know, he's 
he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be really good when he has some a lot better when he has some pieces around him. You know what I mean? Right. But is that going to happen at day school? The next level, wherever that be in college, you know, he's going to be. He'll be. He's going to be able to make make shots. You know, nobody's going to to box him on him and and or just chase him. And um, he's it's um, they're struggling. You know, they're just they're struggling. But I mean, not and not only did it show up on the court because Christian, well, beat day school by twenty three, right? But Christian scheduled. Yes, Christian's got wins over Lanesville. He's got a win over North Posey. North Posey is, is, is not bad. Uh, Lanesville is oh, – they're 0-6. North Posey beat Harry Schultz the other night. Posey did? Mm, I think so. I don't want yeah, to they did. 55-51 in overtime. No, they're, they're um, a scrappy, scrappy bunch. But and they take they take Ligoti to overtime. Ligoti's 7-1, right? 7-1. No, no, Coach Haywood. Ligoti's 6-1. He said, "Hey, he said, hey, man, Dunn's good, man. He's good. Yeah, Emzo Christian's good, and they're, you know, they're starting to schedule. They scheduled up this year, and and you know, kind of sharp. Um, You're muffled. Josiah's just really strong, a lot stronger. Um, really good laterally, good shooter. Yeah, I mean." Really good shot. But, you know, defensively, he was so, so locked in and so engaged. Um, you know, he had, he had a tough half. And, uh, you know, I might have ended up with 35 last night. But but he was – so, but is Dunham looking the part of a mid-major? Is he looking the part that you – know, he's got the Evansville offer. Is he looking like that's – Yeah, he's going to be that kind of a kid? That's probably – if you're going to knock him, you say six foot, he's not a great athlete. Great athlete, but not a great, like a vertically, you know, he's not like dunking over people and all that stuff's gonna come. I think he's going to be able to, you know, he'll have that ability to be able to dunk the ball. Like in games, he's, he's um, well, let, let's do this. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm losing all complete inability to keep coughing. So <laughs> let me, uh, let me get going here. Appreciate yeah. you coming on. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Um, and um, I think I'm planning on a trip coming down to Evansville sometime in January. So there's a big game this uh, down here this this week. Brownstown Central uh, in North Harrison. Yeah, that will be a big game. That's a, and that's a conference game. That that conference is going to be pretty. It's a pretty good conference this year. So I mean, it's good, kind of good every year. But it's definitely going to be definitely good last year. Scottsburg's really improved. North Harrison's going to be the same type of team they were last year. Brownstown's going to be improved. Eastern Pekin's going to be improved. Uh, that's that's a nice conference. So for for non four A Southern Indiana. So Nick, I got to go. Sorry for cutting you off so quickly, um, but my uh, my voice is getting screwed up. So uh, appreciate your time, and we'll we'll do it, we'll do it again next week. All right, my man. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Thanks for everybody that's listening. Hopefully you guys subscribe and come back next week. I would love to do some more, uh, do, do our normal reads and all that stuff, but, but I'm going to just go ahead and sign off so I can go cough up along. So you guys have a good day and have a good rest of your day.